Welcome to the Alice Sickface Wellbeing Podcast. Right, Mr. Business? Well, of course. So, welcome everyone to the inaugural Alice Sickface Wellbeing Podcast. So, before we start on the subject matter, um, I have to go through some boring stuff to say that although I am an accredited wellbeing practitioner, I can't provide anything more to you than my own opinion, knowledge and advice here. So if at any point you need help from a medical professional regarding yours or someone else's well-being, then please contact your primary care provider, your local crisis team or your emergency services. Um, You can find them easily by googling them. Um, So. By popular Instagram demand, a lot of people have asked me to talk about the topic of boundaries. Um, This term boundaries really has been bandied about so much over the years. Um, It can really lose meaning and, you know, it is a therapeutic term. It's something that all the human beings have on every level. Um, And yeah, it's been a bit of a buzzword in sort of more holistic fields over the past, like, I don't know, decade. Um, along with words like toxic or negative vibes or positive vibes only and things like that, which um, kind of reduct- is kind of reductive of what boundaries really are um, because we can't all be positive at all times. And yes, sometimes we might give off negative vibes, but there might also be a really good reason for that. So I just kind of wanted to delve deeper, you know, with my knowledge of boundaries and mental health and well-being um, and look into what boundaries really are. So uh, we have like social, personal, professional, spiritual, physical and mental boundaries and they are a really super important part of personal well-being and also growth as humans. I think that like we all kind of descend from people who were in wars. Uh, there's been a lot of wars, you know, in, in each continent um, in the world, whether it's the First or Second World War, whether it's the Vietnam War, um, whether it is colonialism in Africa, which caused many, many wars. Um, and I think that there was so much going on and there was so much collective trauma that that idea of coming together and we need you, um, you know, the poster I'm talking about, um, really um, became part of like the social consciousness. We need to do these things together. We need to share our information. Although, of course, you know, there was privacy there. It didn't necessarily relate to strong and healthy boundaries that we as human beings need. Um, so that we can live for ourselves, not just live as a collective. I'm not an individualist. I, you know, I, I, I'm not like a Tory or anything. I don't believe in individualism in terms of my politics. But I do believe that uh, we don't have to share every moment of our lives with people. And if we need space for ourselves, then we are t- certainly entitled to that. Um, so yeah, the first thing to really realize about boundaries is that we can all be rubbish at them. So as much as we might want to like point the finger at someone else and think, oh, your boundaries have been so bad and that has affected me super negatively. 
we probably have done the same thing. We can all be the toxic person in a relationship. Uh, we're messy, we are fallible, and we can absolutely be the cause of our own problems with poor boundaries, as much as someone else's poor boundaries can be the cause of problems for us. Like, you know, we might have poor boundaries because we want to give every single part of ourselves to someone else to help them, but that is actually negating our own needs. And so therefore, you know, that's our poor boundaries, although we might think, oh, I'm being such a good person and feeling like the martyr in that relationship. Actually, you're not looking out for yourself. So you're not setting strong enough boundaries to really preserve, you know, your own energy resources, which are low, especially in times of COVID. So, yeah, I guess that's the first point. Oh, yeah. And and on the flip side to that as well, you know, um, some people take a lot. And that is also a poor boundary because you need to learn what you can give and take. So yeah, that's really the first point that I wanted to make is that boundaries really go both ways. Um, And I think in order to learn about boundaries and to grow as human beings, we have to look deeply into ourselves and see what our problems are. Um, I personally am such a people pleaser. I used to be one of these people that gave absolutely everything of myself to other people, and then I would be like, "Oh my gosh, they're you know they're not checking in on me. Why don't they care about me?" And that was the precedent that actually I set myself, and so I was setting myself up to be upset and for a fall. And that is something that a lot of people do, you know the nicest people in the world, uh, people like me who work in fields where, you know, you are serving other people, you're helping other people, we can do this to ourselves. So that is a poor boundary going from my way outwards. Um, And so, yes, we we really have to reflect on our own shortcomings. On the reverse side of that, you might be one of the people that takes more or Um, You know, you want to know everything about the people around you or you want to control the other people around you. Um, And that is also poor boundaries um, because um, really you're trying to control things that you can't control. You know, we all have our own inner working world Um, in philosophy. We would call it your qualia. Um, It's, you know, what's going on in your own head. You can't know what's going on in other people's heads. So therefore... You can't really control them as much as you would love to. Must be hard as well when you're a parent um, to set up those sorts of boundaries because I imagine that, um, yeah, you must want to be able to control your kids and their decisions. So I think also in the digital age, yeah, we're in a constant, we're in constant contact with people, which is something that is truly unprecedented in the whole history of human interaction is that you know you can constantly be in contact with someone who is on the other side of the world know the ins and outs of what they're up to um, and that is really difficult for boundary setting but also um, sharing information maybe with people that you wouldn't normally share information with So I want to go back to why I was kind of prompted to make my first podcast about boundaries. Um, And so I follow and um, I also sort of communicate with a wonderful um, 
Instagram star, um, and she's called The Chronic Iconic, um, and her name is Jess, I'll put her on like the show notes. So um, she talked uh, about the idea of trauma dumping, and she talks about this a lot, because as a person with um, chronic health needs, mentally and physically, she finds that because people see her sharing her story, they automatically think that she wants to hear about what's going on uh, like what's going on in their world oh yes something's happened to me that's really similar to what's happening to you so she brought up the idea of trauma dumping recently and made a really really great point about this really simple idea of just normalizing asking someone if they actually have the capacity to listen to your trauma or your problems before you divulge them as we don't know what's going what the other person is going through and you know although this obviously is in the context of Instagram and social media I just really truly believe that very simple action of saying oh I you know I had a bad night last night with so and so um, but if you are unable to process this at the moment because you know you might be going through your own thing um, you can feel free to say you know let's not talk about this right now but I'll, I'll you know be able to talk about it a bit later um, so yeah this is that's a really easy nice way to start to communicate I would say maybe like four years ago me and my husband were having a lot of problems with our boundaries with each other because you know you're in a relationship by that point I think we've been together for about seven years and you kind of think oh you have to deal with everything the other person is doing or saying and it was really difficult because I am not neurotypical so I can get overloaded sensorily sensorily is that how you say that however um so yeah sensorily whatever um I can get overloaded and he's quite loud my nickname for him is Brian Blessed because he can command the room with his very very loud speaking voice um and so I just kind of had to before I really really even knew what healthy boundaries were uh, I kind of had to establish this boundary to say if you are going to come into a room and you can see that you know I'm being quiet I'm having quiet time I'm reading or you know I'm just um my my energy levels are lower than yours could you please maybe ask before you off offload to me or you talk really loudly because that can be quite triggering to me in a sensory way um it's been a lot of trial and error you know don't get me wrong still sometimes uh, we get make those mistakes and you know vice versa it's not just ben who had those poor sort of social boundaries i also um can sometimes maybe come across as a bit surly or rude because i'm not asserting oh by the way i'm feeling x y and z at the moment you know like i am a bit overwhelmed or i'm tired or i'm thinking about you know um a, a case that i'm doing at work um so yeah thinking about capacity is a really really big point um like the big starting point to um learning about boundaries and having these really simple conversations with your loved ones um you could even start the conversation by saying hi so i've you know learnt this really nice idea about boundaries to say 
uh, uh, you know, can can you handle me talking about this right now, or you know, or not? Um, if you find that difficult, you know, you could write notes to each other, you could text each other, you could um, leave a little sort of notepad up on the wall of your house or something if this is someone you live with, or you know, just just ask politely, um, and it really really works. Although, as I say, it's a lot of trial and error. We are imperfect beings, that is what human is. As I say, we're fallible, it's not always going to go perfectly. Um, so, yeah, I don't really want anyone to feel any shame for any time that maybe they have called a friend and trauma dumped, as it's such a natural thing to do because we are social beings. So, it's so easy, you know, from childhood. I think about my childhood best friend, I won't say her name because I don't know if she wants me to. Um, but, you know, we really got into the routine of, oh my gosh, when anything bad happened from the age of 12, we would call each other and, uh, you know, dump it all onto each other um, because that's what was normal at the time and it felt normal. But, you know, as we became older, uh, you know, you study, you have your job, you have your partners, if you have partners, pets, children, whatever, you know, growing up, whatever it may be. Um, that that makes you feel like you've grown up in some way. Um, it, it becomes harder to be able to, you know, listen to that person talk for an hour or talk at that person for an hour. And yeah, things definitely have become like became strained between us. Um, so yeah, it, it's such a normal part of life and society. So yeah, I don't want anyone to feel any shame or come away from listening to this podcast thinking, oh no, I've done that to people. I'm so guilty of that. That is why we are doing this podcast so that we can address it, normalize it non-judgmentally, and then we can think of some different ideas of, of how we might set boundaries. So yeah, personal needs and assertiveness are a really great place to start when establishing boundaries because unless you know who you are and what you need from boundaries and then how to assert it to others, then they really won't work out that well for you. Um, so I, like, I'm going to start by saying this is something that is especially hard for femmes um, to do as the patriarchy has taught us to put our needs last, to prioritise anyone else but us, whether that's family, friends, children, spouse, work, whatever. So by the time we've prioritised all of those things, we really have no time for ourselves. So, which let's face it, is exactly where the patriarchy wants us to be. So we are tired, we are confused, and let's face it, we are unassertive. So, you know, a great exercise to practice here is to look at the past week, you know, look at the different facets of your life, whether it's work, home, um, you know, dropping kids off at school. Terrible example I've used there because obviously no one's been doing that for a while. Um, but yeah, look, look at the past month and think about the things that you felt really crossed your boundaries or made you feel uncomfortable or, you know, you wish that you had said something about. And that is you looking at your needs, you know. Actually, when um, I said I needed help um, cleaning up and the kids um, didn't help me at all, 
that was where you needed to assert your boundary and you know perhaps um, form some sort of schedule so that they can um, tidy up after dinner or you know your boss spoke to you in a way which was just unacceptable to you it made you feel certain ways it made you feel badly about you know yourself or your job or your position and therefore you need to set a boundary there saying you know this that I felt like that was um, uncalled for the way that you spoke to me this will not happen in the future you know here are some alternatives that is what it's like to assert your boundaries and um, so yeah I want you to you know um, maybe use a diary or an app or something like that and just really think about some uncomfortable times and then look at boundaries online I mean we'll talk um, later on in the podcast about um, boundaries but think about how you might um, deal with that situation in a different way um, when it happens again probably soon if it's happening regularly so gaslighting does come along with boundaries if you don't know what gaslighting is i think it's based on a 1938 film about a guy um a husband who um, he keeps turning off the gas lights in the home and he thinks he makes the wife think that she's crazy it is a type of abuse where basically um people uh, might you know mess with things that are going on in your life or in your head to make you feel like you are a bit crazy we can do that to ourselves um so we live in a capitalist society and it expects us to monetize all of our time and industrialize our very personhood so this is why it's so easy to be gaslighted by both ourselves and society into thinking that blurred boundaries of our personal needs is an okay way to live. It is not an okay way to live. <laughs> I am telling you right now, as someone who has worked so hard on my boundaries, my God, do I feel free. I feel so free after years of, you know, trial and error, getting it wrong, getting it right. Um, I feel like I'm able to assert myself. Um, I'm no longer a yes person. I'm not a people pleaser anymore. Um, and that is because I stopped gaslighting myself and letting the, you know, patriarchal capitalist society we live in gaslight me. So, how do we stop living our lives for other people and prioritise ourselves and therefore create strong and healthy boundaries? Now, this is probably what you came here to listen to. So number one, I would say you need to recognise where the boundaries are unhealthy. Um, again, that goes back to maybe doing the exercise of writing down when things just didn't feel right. You know, were you giving too much into that relationship and not getting enough back? That sort of exercise is going to help you recognise where boundaries are unhealthy are other people saying to you, oh, that doesn't seem healthy or that seems like a red flag? All of these are ways to recognise um, that, you know, your boundaries might be unhealthy. You might need to have a conversation with a trusted friend or family member and say, you know, do you think that this is okay in whatever um, social um, schema um, 
you're talking about is this okay and they might be able to help you understand that the boundaries are unhealthy so do you feel like number two do you feel like others are using you for their personal gain or vice versa number three does a person um, seem to have a lack of respect for your personal boundaries like for example you know like walking in if you're on the shower in the shower they are you know they they don't really care about your personal property um they will take things without asking um you know things like that but it might seem silly it's not number four um do people feel entitled to your time your resources your love and your care do they get annoyed if you don't give them that or vice versa do you feel entitled to people's time resources love and care and are you not giving back to that person um as you know as we've been saying the whole time it does go both ways it doesn't mean that you're an awful person and we're not here to shame you it's just that boundaries can get blurred so number five do you notice that people push boundaries with you? So, and a great example of this is, yeah, taking things without asking, maybe saying things that you've asked them not to say before, not respecting your property, speaking to you in a rude manner, you know, doing things that you've really asked them not to do. Number six, do people go behind your back? If people, if you can't trust someone with like information or suddenly you're hearing a completely different story of you know a conversation that you had which probably wasn't even that big a deal <laughs> and you realizing that that person is going behind your back that is because they are crossing a boundary and you know for the privilege of having people in our lives that love us and respect us um you know the least we could expect is for them to respect you back so number seven do people refuse to talk about problems they have caused or vice versa? Um, and do you find that you have to avoid these conversations? I think we've probably all had relationships like this where, um, you know, someone does something, you know, it's not called for, you know, it's probably crossed a boundary. Um, it's maybe someone that you love, you've known them for a really long time. And then you've asked them, could you maybe not talk like that? Or I, I would rather not talk about that situation. It's not as funny for me as it is for you. Um, but they keep refusing um, to either address that that's a problem or just completely ignoring your, your pleas. Um, and vice versa, you might be doing that to someone. Um, and number eight, do people constantly lie to you or do you lie constantly? Lying really is um, a big boundary to cross with people. Um, it's it's just not on really, is it? Um, because we kind of have a social contract as human beings and, you know, let's not lie to each other. What's the point? So that was quite serious. I feel like we got pretty deep there. Now we're getting into like the juicy bits, which is setting strong boundaries. Um, so number one, we'll think about creating strong communication with others. And if they refuse this, then perhaps they aren't actually ready for boundaries. They're maybe at a different stage in their life. They're not um, willing to go through the same sort of personal growth that you are. So, you know, 
strong communication a great example of that is what we were talking about at the beginning which is you know saying hi you know uh, something's happened to me do you have the capacity to listen to me you know talk about it um this sort of strong communication where you can be open and honest with each other and you don't expect someone to maybe become angry or blow up or you know be a bit bitchy um that's the sort of strong communication that we want if someone kind of says oh yeah 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 i'll do that but they don't follow up with the goods they are probably not in the right stage of their lives and it's okay to retreat from those people even if you've known them for a long time like um if you are trying to grow and you are trying to you know heal trauma not that trauma i think will ever properly be healed but if you're on your sort of journey of healing trauma and they're not there with you then it's okay to retreat from that relationship um you know you're not a terrible person if you do that so you really need to learn to speak calmly to people um and speak your mind about your needs or why something has upset you but make sure that you could do this in a calm way. So this can really feel unnatural at first because of course, like you might be angry, like your natural response, if someone has done something that's upset you, of course, usually is anger or some sort of like overstimulation. Um, so you could always maybe book in a time to speak with someone and using things uh, like, you know, precursors to the conversation, like, it's okay like you know we're still best friends or i still love you like you know we're, we can still carry on within our relationship just fine but i would like you to know that this upset me is a really nice way to be able to um tackle um those the prob the problematic um boundary crossing that happens in relationships which is quite normal but in a calm and way that means that maybe it won't inflame the situation any further. Sometimes people just really aren't ready to face their own demons or their traumas and we can't force those people to face these things or like be with you on your journey and you know that's not a bad thing we all have trauma like you know we're all carrying so much with us and you know um Although it might be sad, you know, you might be losing a friend or you might be feeling, you know, um, really sad, let's say, about a parent or, you know, um, someone that's a really loved one, but they just might not be ready. So, yeah, a boundary that you can put into place for yourself is acceptance that you won't always get what you want or need in relationships. And I think the biggest lesson that we can learn in our lives is you cannot control what is going on outside of you. You cannot control other people. You cannot control, um, you know, the way of the world, i.e. look at COVID, you know, look at airplane acc accidents and such things like that. But you can control your own reaction. And the best boundary you can ever put into place is to be able to stay calm and control your own reactions when things get bad. So 
Um, the last thing I'll talk about here um, in terms of setting boundaries is just check yourself for your poor personal boundaries. So, you know, if you feel like, oh, I am actually maybe a bit controlling of others and, you know, constantly asking that person about something when they've already spoken about it to me or, um, you know, thinking, oh, I'd rather you wore this than that or um, Let let's watch this on TV. Um, um, so if you are trying to control others and, and their actions or maybe insert yourselves into their lives, it could be a reflection of your own need for inner peace and your own life um, is, you know, maybe the thing that you're actually trying to control. And it's a perfect opportunity to self-reflect on your own part in relationship struggles. Um, like and also you know let's not shame yourself don't you know we are all trying to survive this crazy thing called life um, and a lot of the times we are acting on trauma responses because it is so bloody difficult to fly by the seat of your pants and get through life but um you know my strong suggestion here is if you if you are looking you know if you've kept this diary for the past month this exercise i've been talking about and you realize oh actually i might be the problem there then my suggestion for you is you know if you can afford it then you could look into some sort of talking therapy um if you can't afford it you know look for local charities and services that might be able to offer options you know there could be group therapies um online information mindfulness and meditation has changed my life um because sometimes you're so het up that you know you can really cross boundaries because you're um amygdala so you know the, the the part of your brain that is showing you that there is danger is going into overdrive and therefore you know you might cross boundaries by being controlling or you know um talking too loudly like my husband does being a brian blessed um and sometimes you just need to take 10 15 20 minutes even five minutes to breathe and remind yourself that you are not your thoughts. Your amygdala is the primitive part of your brain that is there to protect you. But culture and civilization has evolved so fast that this primitive part of the brain um, still believes that we are back in the day when saber-toothed tigers existed. There were loads of apex predators out to get humans, let alone the people, you know, in Celtic times, for example, the tribes people next to you um, were probably trying to, you know, come and pillage your village. That There you go, I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Um, so yes, that is why mindfulness and meditation works because it takes you out of those thoughts. It um, really slows down your autonomic nervous system, which is stimulated um, by your amygdala and it can just make you feel a lot more chilled and calm and then you are probably much more well equipped to follow boundaries. And yeah, I just think journeys of self-improvement, you know, whether that is making a promise to yourself every day, it can be as simple as five minutes stretching or making one meal for yourself, eating five fruit or veg, 
leaving the house, um, even if you don't have to go on a long walk, um, exercising every day. You know, I, I'm starting slow here because we are in a pandemic, so I'm not expecting you to suddenly be running marathons. Lastly, I just want to talk about boundaries in the time of COVID. Um, as we've heard literally 10 million times in the past year or so, COVID is totally unprecedented. Um, I think that one thing I've noticed as a practitioner and as a human person is that boundaries are so, so blurred right now because um, we are all living on top of each other in houses that were probably never equipped for us all to live together and work together. Um, we can't really give ourselves the care and compassion that we need to get through this crazy fuckery of whatever it is, um, let alone give each other support, care and compassion. So through work, I've seen so many families falling out, breakups, and I think that as humans, we tend to believe that everyone else is thinking about us as much as we are they as much as we think about us but actually they're thinking about themselves as much as we are thinking about uh, us so we also feel like we're meant to have our shit together and like we will chide maybe ourselves or whoever we live with like oh my gosh you know you've left those dishes in the sink and everything's gonna go wrong because of that because it's covid and now the dishes aren't clean and that's because, like, for some reason, like, I guess capitalism, that's, you know, just my educated guess. Um, we're told that absolutely everyone has their shit together and, you know, you're the wrong person and you should be judged if that's not happening. So if you have found yourself being hard on yourself or others during the pandemic, then that is indicative of a poor boundary, but it is something that is easily remedied. So repeat after me, make this your mantra. No one knows what the hell they are doing in life. People are led by blind faith or good talkers. Look at Ted Bundy, look at Trump, look at Jim Jones. People thought they were doing the right thing at the time. Look at fucking Hitler you know we are really led by blind faith and good talkers so once you are privy to the fact that no one knows what the hell is going on and we are all literally flying by the seat of our pants in life then you will probably find that you're a lot kinder to yourself and therefore you're kinder to others and that in itself is a strong boundary because you are asserting your personal needs and respecting the personal needs of others and it should come more easily because you realise that no one knows what the fuck they're doing they're just turning up to work every day or you know doing whatever they do every day and just hoping that everything goes okay so I hope that that helps <laughs> um, I really wanted to think of like a cute sign off but I can't really think of anything right now 
I just think that this is something that's so important that we all think about. You know, when I've worked as a practitioner, before I studied in psychology and, you know, studied to be a well-being practitioner and to be a therapist, I really, I, God, I gave myself the biggest, hardest time ever. You know, I was dyspraxic as well from a young age, so I thought I was so stupid and I just really had poor personal boundaries because I was a people pleaser and God it was all just so hard um, and then when I started to learn more about people and the human psyche and stuff like that I just realized that no one knows what the hell is going on and we're all just trying to get through it so I hope that you know if you can take one thing from listening to this podcast it's that you know no one knows what the hell's going on and you're not alone we are all together in this and just look after yourselves and i love you from the alice sick face podcast <laughs>